Welcome back to Rob Gill's Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly. To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits. So whether the um, the market's going up or whether the market's going down, whether real estate's going up or real estate's going down, whether Bitcoin's going up or Bitcoin's going down, there's always a question, do I need a financial advisor? And my answer is always going to be yes, but, or yes, however, or yes, think about this. Because I believe personally and, you know, I think it's so important that whoever's helping you in your world, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s, that you begin to formulate a circle of trust and you have financial educators, advisors, accountants, lawyers, uh, insurance agents that are there to work for you. Remember, you don't work for them. You pay them, so they work for you. So, so their job is to not give advice that's, you know, for whatever is convenient or easy for them, if you really want to be able to create a team and really want to be able to put yourself in a position of power, you want to be able to have a team that that speaks to each other and they all understand what your goals and objectives are and create plans accordingly. A question that always comes up is what does a financial advisor actually do? So if we think about it, um, they come in different shapes and sizes. Um, I believe personally the ones that that really have a a practice that does exceptionally well are the ones that genuinely do more, um, add more value than their contemporaries and provide more information and really have a long-term approach and don't live their lifestyle off of you and what you're going to bring to the table for them monetarily speaking. I think that good advisors are the ones that not only deal with the business owners or individuals or corporate executives or entrepreneurs, but if they do such a good enough job, they'll know who the family members are. Now, I am not a fiduciary, right? So so here at Epic Financial Strategies, we are in the space of understanding how to diversify within and amongst asset classes and provide education. Down the hall, we have access to fiduciaries on the wealth management side. So when it's all said and done, if somebody's going to come through these doors and we're going to talk about insurance planning, um, tax planning. So we're going to, you know, if they if they ask us for referrals, we're going to bring in the accountants. If they want to do an IRA or do a money management strategy, well, you know, they can go down the hall and speak with all those good folks. But I think that at the end of the day, if, if everyone is kind of on the same page for the benefit of you, good things are going to happen. And with that being said, if you think about, you know, really good financial advisors, these are the folks that have clients that stay with them in ups and downs. Um, whenever the market corrects like it is right now, you'll always see typically, not it's not guaranteed, but typically you'll see people move from one advisor to the other. And that typically means, I'm speaking in general terms, not specific, that the strength of the relationship wasn't there. So the way you gauge if somebody is good, number one, integrity first, uh, number two, longevity of relationship, meaning the clients are always happy uh, based on relationship rapport and performance. Of course, they can't control performance, but if they are happy, that to me tells me that the advisor is strong and they have a good relationship, right? Um, 
And, you know, when you really think about it and what you want to really be able to focus on is, you know, what do you look for in an advisor? So whenever we sit down and talk to folks and we want to talk about, hey, you know, if somebody said to me, Rob, you know, I love you, but we don't want to work with your team. Can you still give me advice on what to look for? The answer is always going to be yes, um, because, you know, you never know what can happen a year, two, three, four years later. So if I was to talk to, um, you know, my, my neighbor down the street and they said, what do we look for an advisor? It, we, what do we look for in an advisor? My answer is going to be the same. Number one, you want to do a, a, a test on three or four other advisors, listen to the answer, and in those answers, you're going to be able to find out um, exactly if it, if it at least there's an alignment, right? And whatever the questions could be, you know, do you work past six o'clock at night? Um, are you available um, in a short notice if an emergency happens? What does it look like to create a meeting and a schedule with you? Are we going to meet on a monthly, quarterly, yearly basis? You could have those kind of uh, conversations. And then I think some of the other some of the other things you want to look for is if you have a question and they don't have the answer, I think something that's really powerful is if they say, I don't know the answer to that specific question, but let me find out for you. That's powerful because now they're showing you that they're honest, right? If somebody just tries to give an answer because they want to win the deal or win the client, you may be able to sniff that out. And if you start seeing that present itself early, it's going to be a sign of things to come, right? So you want to make sure that they're there with you in the toughest of times, that if there's a month or two where you can't pay for something for whatever reason, you know, you're not made to feel like a felon or you did something wrong, right? So you also want to be able to have clear conversations and roles and responsibilities and, and ask them, um, if my accountant over here, his name is Joe, they don't know Joe, are they willing to talk to your accountant? If you get pushback or if you get what I like to call fake confusion, that's something that should tell you something as well. You want to run as fast as you can because if they're not willing to talk to your accountant, then I don't, I don't even know what to say about that. Because remember, accountants come across very conservative. Um, you know, They could have a different opinion than your advisor, but that doesn't mean they can't talk to each other, right? So cool minds always prevail. You know, you also want to be able to have an understanding of what they look like visibly, um, whether it's on their website, if they have a social media channel, what does the messaging sound like? What is the um, level of education they're willing to bring to the table? But remember, whether it's a woman or a man, if they're standalone and don't have a team behind them, it's going to be hard for them to give you the attention that you may want because, listen, they probably have, you know, other clients as well. And where do you fit? in the attention zone when it comes to that. So so typically good teams, they have a lot of room to bring on new relationships and be able to have the team sit down and, and meet the folks. And, and you know, we always say that you always want to make sure that your right hand is speaking to your left hand, that all of these all of these folks are on the same page for your benefit. And then last but not least, you know, what's a red flag for a bad advisor? if they don't get back to you on a phone call, right? Listen, you you could have an advisor that may not have any um, challenges in the business um, for whatever reason, but that doesn't mean they're not a bad advisor. I've seen bad advisors, you know, by all um, visual fronts or even, you know, when you look up, they may look good, but the truth is you wouldn't know it, um, but there could be some things going on behind the scenes that when it presents itself, it could be too late already. So it's not just about, um, what you see, it's really the deep conversations that take place. Another thing that, um, you know, I would say 
it was something that could be a trait that that's undesirable if if an advisor blames somebody else, even if they want to or if they have fake confusion and act like they didn't know that they were supposed to find something out for you. These are little things that, you know, when you really take a look at them and take a step back, it could also have an impact on how they're going to react when the market goes down or, um, you know, if if uh, if they're not going to be available because you bought a piece of real estate and they weren't making money on it. So they were like, hey, listen, that's not part of my plan. And just kind of like ignore your overall strategy. That's something to look out, out for as well. If they're not going to get paid on something, how do they act when it comes to your overall strategy? So these are these are really important things to understand. If you, if you want to dig a little bit deeper and get more specific on your situation, go ahead and click the link below. Ask any questions that you have. And in the meantime, um, if there's any other videos that you want us to do, we would love to do it. But I think in general terms, when it comes to a financial advisor as part of the overall financial mosaic, I would say yes, but I would say it with a, a clear interview of multiple advisors asking the right questions along the way um, and being able to take good notes, being able to ask the questions that are going to say like, hey, when, when, you know, when you buy a life insurance policy, right, um, my GA said this to me one time, uh, when he was recruiting me, I said, I said, uh, I said, is there any questions that I'm not asking that I should ask that makes you think that, whew, thank God he didn't ask that question. And he said, yeah, um, it's like, like Rob, that's like saying to a client, do you tell them there's no cash value in the first year? And I was like, well, yeah, I actually do tell them there's no cash value at the end of the first year. So I think those, that's a good example. You could play with that. Um, but any kind of direct question is so important. Um, and watching their response, but also asking them, hey, what question am I not asking that I should be asking? And even if you know what it is, see how they respond to that. That's a really, really good one. Anyway, thank you for checking us out. Go ahead, click the link below. If you have any questions, ask any questions. We're here to serve, contribute, add good information, and educate as best as we can on a daily basis. That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts. Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast.